Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. My name is Betsy Thompson, and I'm here with Raul. Thank you so much yes. for saying yes to coming and hanging out today. It's going to be super fun. I'm excited to get to know Raul and for you to get to know him as well. Right now on Table Talk, we are chatting with all the members of our pastor search team, and Raul is on that team. And so we're going to get to know him and hear his story and just hear his heart for this season of our church as we go through transition. So again, thank you for coming sure. to hang out. And I will speak for the entirety of Sagemont Church. Thank you for saying yes to being on the pastor search team. Oh, yes. It was, uh, um, it was an honor. It's an honor. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I know it. And I and the thing that I hear from the pastor search team, and I'm sure you will agree with this, is that um, when you said yes, you knew what you were saying yes to. The, the, the weight of what the Lord was calling you to do in this. Yeah, you know, um, that's one thing is when I got the phone call yeah. is because um, they wanted to know an answer. And I go, hey, listen, let me give you uh, give me a couple of days because I need to pray about this. But I also understood that the Lord's going to put a door in front of you or some kind of ministry in front of you or some kind something in front of you. You don't know what's on the other side of it. And that's what he True. says. I want you to just walk by faith. And mm. that's that's basically what I heard the whole time. And, and I says, OK, all right, Lord. And then that's awesome. There's my yes. There you go. Yeah. I love that. That I had never stopped and thought about that. But when God puts that in front of you, He says, "Hey, just say yes to walking through the door." He doesn't. He doesn't tell us all the no. things that are behind the door. No, <laughs> no He doesn't. You know. That's the walking in faith. That's it. Yeah. So, which yeah. is also the, I think, a lot of the fun part yeah. is to getting to see what God's going to do yeah. and how He's going to work through it. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, exactly. I'm so glad that. Did you know that your name had been submitted? Not, not one. No. Bit. When I got the phone call, I thought it was because uh, I. Annie LeBlanc and I know each other pretty yes. well. And we've been trying to get with him to eat lunch. And so he calls me and I go, hey, call me in about an hour. I can talk freely. And so calls me and then he says, hey, hold on. I'm going to put you on conference. Conference? <laughs> and, uh, and he starts reading this thing. I go, oh, my gosh, what's this about? Right. And then I realized it for the pastor search team. Wow. And I go, you got the right person. <laughs> you sure you're talking to the right guy? He did. And, uh, and, and you know, Wes and Wes Holloman was on the phone. Yeah. And, um, oh, man, I know him. And I'm no help because oh, I don't know who all no, called. No, 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 no. It's... Um, Oh, man, I know him. I see his face. Anyway, there's three. Men. Three people that yeah. called? The pastor. The, no, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Stewart? No. No. No, it was, um, he's a uh, personnel team. Hudson Hanks. Hudson Hanks. Hudson Hanks. And I know him very well. Yes. His family very well. And he called. They were all on there, and okay. they were all encouraging, very encouraging. Yeah. And, I, and I thanked them for it. And it was an honor. And I, so here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so... Uh, Tell me just kind of your uh, salvation story. Tell me about your walk with the Lord, but then also just your Sagemont story. How'd sure. you end up here? How long have you been here? All that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, grew up in the East End, right, right here. Oh, in, in Houston? The, yeah, okay. In the avenues. Uh, born and raised Catholic. Okay. Uh, my dad was a um, World War II veteran, island hopping. And, wow. and it's, it's an important part of my, my life is that uh, in Okinawa, uh, lost his left leg. And they threw him on a truck with the dead soldiers because they <gasps> found him there. Uh, he made some noise, and they figured out, hey, he's alive. So, You're kidding. You no. Know, he wasn't married yet to my mom. Wow. And so they got well, shipped him off to um, San Antonio mm -hmm. and to get treated and uh, taught him um, jewelry, jewelry making okay. and um, watchmaking. 
I actually have the letter where he proposed to my mom and talking to her like that. But wow. Um, I just grew, you know, that's, I grew up with my dad, and, and I didn't realize the, the, the seriousness of what he went through mm -hmm. because I always had to be quiet in the house, and um, uh, he enjoyed his time at the beer joints with my his friends. Mm -hmm. And when I was, like, about seven years old, maybe, I was with him because I just wanted to be close to my dad. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted. The, the words were never said, but I, the, I knew he loved me, and I loved yeah, him. Right. Um, I was married at a very, very young age. Okay. Uh, I was still in high school. Wow. Had my first son when I was in high school, and uh, but I always wanted since my sixth sixth grade I wanted to go to the Marine Corps. Okay. I had counselors try and talk me go, hey, go to the Navy, go to the Air Force. I go no. How did your dad feel about that? Um, I never spoke to him about it. Okay. But when the recruiter came, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't happy. Okay, I was wondering you know, how his response because of what he went he, through. He knew what I had. I was gonna about to go through. Yeah. And. Uh, and, but I still, that was something in my heart and I wanted to do. And I okay. and, uh, graduated high school. I was shipped off. I wow. Went, I left. And uh, I would. I came home about three times and saw my, my family. But again, the words were never there. I love you. You know, those three mm -hmm. words. I love you, Dad, or I love you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, my last visit coming, I was going up the escalator and I just turned around, looked at my dad, and I go, this is something not right. And that was the last time I saw him. Wow. I had one, one month to get out. Um, my sister called. One of my sisters have three, and um, she, well, I don't know which one called, but they told me my dad had a heart attack. Oh, right gosh. then and there, I went to, there's a, where I was working at, there was a locker room. I went back there, started praying, but why? Why would God listen to me? I mean, yeah. I was, I had no faith. I had anything. Yeah. So uh, about 30 minutes later, they called, he had a heart attack, and he died. And right then and there, there was um, a closure of my heart. Wow. And so I came home, buried my dad, everything, came back. And by then, I had two children. Okay. Picked up my family, came back to Houston. So it was just a process trying to find, um, you know, what to do, what to do. And, and, you know, because I was so accustomed to the military life, I was getting ready to go back. And then I mm -hmm. got a job with the city, and then I, st I stuck around there for a little while, and I stuck around there for a long while, matter right. of fact, for 30, 30 years, over yeah. 30 years. And during that time, I knew I, I didn't have time to go to college because okay. of the way my life went. But right. I, I went back to school. Um, I knew I wanted to teach sometime. But then um, as the time progressed, my heart got colder. I mean, it's a, a really cold wow. heart. No compassion. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love my family, but... Anybody else, I just kept them away. Uh, my kids were going to church, and I was married at the back then, and, and they were going to a Christian church down the street. Oh, okay. Right here, South, right okay. here, down the street. And they would go, and then they would ask me, hey, would you like to come, you know, and join us? And fly they always said, no, thank you. But I would go, the big three, Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas. Sure, sure. Those three. Yep. <laughs> One Easter I went, and uh, we were there early, and... Uh, they, they put me in a, in a Bible study room with the men. And I go, sure, I'll go sit in there and... They were talking about the the, the Beatitudes. Mm. I had never heard that. I grew up in a Catholic right. school. Okay. I and mean, I was till sixth grade. Yeah. I, I never heard of it. And, and not to this, you know, to that. I was in my 30s. Right. Didn't hear about that. And so this is, it was just, there, there was the opening right there. Mm. And then uh, I started going back. But the problem was, it was like they say, a carnal Christian, you know, yeah. just, um, by word, you know, mm -hmm, anything. Mm -hmm. So I was going there, and my kids were getting older, and that's how my really my faith 
progresses through my saw my children and then uh, my, my daughter made this she had a bunch of little friends going to Broadway Baptist out mm-hmm. here in East End and she kept going over there now she was already started college and, okay. and so I she I visited one time and I go wow this is some some powerful words uh-huh. and so I went there and then I, I realized you know still my walk was not right so I kept working there and then the pastor asked me about Four years later, maybe, he goes, hey, I want you to uh, take some kids, help help with the summer camp with the kids. I go, really? I go, what <laughs> I got to do? He goes, just drive the kids. Just drive them down there. And I go, okay, I'll drive them. But I don't have to do anything. He goes, no. We were in Palacios. I know that. I don't know what year, but we were in Palacios. Yep. So we were there, and um, it was high school kids. And every night, I was in the tent with the kids. I was in there, and they were coming to me. Yeah. Asking, you know, they wanted to give their life to the Lord. I go, push them off somebody else. Mm. I go, I just didn't, I didn't have it. And so, but the thing is, I'm listening. And in the final night, the pastor was just saying, open your heart. Mm. I mean, from the deep recesses of what you have, he's telling the kids, but he's talking to me. Sure. And um, he goes, just open your heart. The Lord wants to open your heart. And the Holy Spirit wants to get in there and take over. And that was it. Wow. And he did an altar call. There's all these kids were going up yeah. there. Yeah. Me, an adult. I love that. I'm in the middle. That's and I'm amazing. just crying. And this man comes up to me. Are you okay? I go, just leave me alone. <laughs> so from that point on, it was, um, it was, it's been a walk. A yeah. walk of how to learn to be that godly man, godly father. And, you know, and um, just how to serve and, you know, how to love people. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. So then how did you end up at Sagemont? Oh, um, well, um, one door closes, another door opens. I was going through a divorce back then, and it was just, you know, and my mom was still alive. And okay. the thing with Sagemont is um, they had visited us a couple of times. As so, Estella, Estella Davis, was that her? Remember her? I don't know if you remember her. Mm-mm. She was a former nun, and okay. uh, she went to the church over there to give her testimony. My mom was a strong, strong Catholic. Yeah. She heard the testimony and then I've never seen my mom move like that. Miss Stella started Catholic Connections. That, that was it. Yes. We that, still have that class. That was it. Bruno teaches. Bruno and my Bruno mom at that. 70 years mm-hmm. of age gave her life to the Lord. That's amazing. So, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and I go, hey mom, I think it's time for us to go find somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I knew about Sagemont and I go, let's go try this church first. So we did, we were at the HRA over there, okay. and uh, the first service, I go, Mom, how'd you like it? Oh, I love it here. I go, great, this is it, we're staying. That's awesome. And it was it. And y'all have been here. We've what, been when here. was that? How long ago uh, was that? Probably about 2010, 2010, wow. 2011, somewhere okay. in there. That's amazing. Been here since. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. So then you've been at Sagemont, you've seen lots of the changes and the new, the worship center get built. And as we're working on the student building, all those kinds of things, where all have you served or participated or just tell me a little bit about your life at Sagemont? Yeah. Uh, my service right now is with the youth. I've been serving with the, cool. I teach the sixth grade and seventh grade boys with my son-in-law's dad, Luis Solis. Sixth yeah, grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the it's, best. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I I used to teach sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do love them. Yeah. A lot of people might think we're crazy for loving sixth graders, but yeah. they're great. Yeah, that's what I said, you know. <laughs> but no, we, we teach, we've been teaching them uh, for whoosh, probably 10 years because there's kids that's that we awesome. know they're graduating. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, I remember when you were there. Oh, wow. So we've been doing that for a long time. That's awesome. Um, I'm part of the Hellfighters Motorcycle Ministry. Okay. And, um, we do two big events, two rides. We do a ride across America for Jesus, and that's basically what we do is we pick a spot somewhere in the United States, and then we go, and wherever we stop, 
it's time to start working. It's time to uh, gas stations, restaurants, convenience stores, wherever. So. Talk a little bit about what Hellfighters is, because people that maybe haven't been around don't know what that ministry is. Yeah, it's just a motorcycle ministry, and that's basically it, you know, and um, we go out to share the Gospels. We do go to the motorcycle rallies. We do go to the big one in, yeah. up in north in South Dakota and Sturgis. And oh, wow. We, and it's just all ministry work, you that's know. Awesome. And And uh, we, we do the prisons. We do the vets, um, anything else. That's um, awesome. What kind of motorcycle do you have? It's Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, there's, and he's like, what yeah. other options yeah, are there yeah. what, what else, other yeah. kind would yeah. it be yeah. so, uh, <laughs> that's you know, awesome everybody says hey what do you got what do you have you know so yeah but you know we, um, we make fun of each other's bikes and stuff like that's that fun. but it's uh it's it's unique because yeah. we're going into we're going into their world yes it's called the three patch three peace patch world and we're going into the real world we have to we understand mm-hmm. their rules and stuff we can't just go hey how you know it's yeah there's a lot of protocol in there, and, and uh, we have to, re- it's called a lot of respect, and then that, you show that respect, or show that love in a certain mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and you start gaining something, and then some, an opportunity to share the gospel, and that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. I love that. Y'all go down to the big rally in Galveston, too, right? Oh, yeah, we're there. That's what we're I thought. There and we're there yeah. uh, every year. Yeah. That one. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Motorcycles are fun. Yeah. I don't I don't have one. I rarely ride on them, but they're cool. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, you, usually when we're going is uh, oh my gosh we always go in the hottest months <laughs> and the hottest places but it's um, it, it, it's worth it. That's so, so great. Yeah. How long have you been doing that ministry? Oh, uh, probably since um, 2010, 20 right as soon as I got right, here about got two here. years after okay. I got here. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. That's because so I learned good. how to ride. You know when I was in the Marine Corps. Really. Yeah. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle okay. then, and then uh, I like, came home. Like Tom Cruise? I don't know, does he ride a Tom, You know Tom Cruise yeah. in uh, Top Gun? You know, he rides a motorcycle? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, but that's... Um, different. That's, that's the, a different one. It's not a Harley. No, that's a, the little fast, yeah, yeah. speedy, no, speedy one. But, yeah. but you could say, yes, that's just, yeah, like, like, just like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, like him, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with Navy. that. Yeah. That's the Navy guy. I know. I know. That's yeah. what I thought, too. I was like, wait, that's the wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. All the things. That was just wrong. All of that, <laughs> okay. that I said was just wrong. Some guys will understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. I Yes, <laughs> I am sure. I am sure. Um, so, servant and student ministry with Hellfighters. And um, just what is it about Sagemont that has just kept you plugged in and serving and ministering here for so long family mm. and i don't mean my because my daughter and my granddaughters are here uh my son-in-law's family is here okay and my sisters are here i got two sisters wow here. okay and uh but it's when we talk about family i'm talking about the the people who care about you because when mm. as soon as i got here um there's um uh miguel rodriguez and he took me under his wing cool and um he doesn't know it, but he just, I just watched his walk and he would mm. talk to me and other men that I was involved in, uh, uh went on mission, many mission trips with Jerry Chicaney yeah. and, um, just listening to him and talking to him. So all these men in my lives, like they just, they were willing to talk and willing to say, Hey, how you doing? Or what's going yeah. on with your life? And, um, just being yeah. there. Yeah. Know? So you've been at Sagemont, you have this, um, family, this love here. How is that? Um, what is that doing as you're processing and looking through the pastor search team for that, that guy, that man that, uh, God has waiting out there for us? You know, and I've been thinking about that. Um, we're sitting in, we had a Wednesday evening meeting mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Richards and there's, um, 
there's a window that faces out, and I'm watching all the, because it's Wednesday evening, everybody's going to church, everybody's coming in, and we were there pretty early, and I'm watching the people walk by, mm -hmm. small kids, bigger kids, moms, dads, older folks, all walks of life. Right. And I go, okay, so we're looking for a shepherd. You know, we're looking for a pastor, a pastor teacher to come and yeah. to preach to these folks, to preach the gospel, to uh, direct them, you know. Because yeah. some, you know, like anybody, any place, any place else, um, you know, some people are lost to lost. They're trying to find that avenue. Okay, Absolutely. Lord, uh, or maybe just say, I'm just here, but... Is there a God, and we just yeah. need that pastor that we're yeah. we're searching for to bring keep this church unified and keep mm -hmm. us strong, yeah. especially in these times that we're living in? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love your story of coming to know the Lord. You were in the church. You yeah. were serving. You were driving kids around a student camp, doing the thing. And we have to be reminded of that. That all that every single time these church doors are open, people are coming in that don't know the Lord. Yeah. And they may they may even not realize that they really don't. And it's having somebody that's going to continue to speak to the hearts of everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's amazing is uh, not only here, but but uh, here at church, you know, because uh, we put on this face as we come into church. And but there's a lot of people that are hurting. Oh, and, yes. you know, and we, t you know, and. Um, and, you know, just saying, asking someone, hey, man, how can I pray for you? Are you yeah. OK? And and um, sometimes they'll start to break or whatever and go say, oh, they'll pull you aside. Hey, come here. I need to talk to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's the purpose you know, mm -hmm. to help to bring someone aside. The same with me, you know, and I, I've got some friends that, that I'll call. Hey, man, I need to yeah. talk. And so we do. It's so important to give people the freedom to be real. Yes. About how they're doing. Yes. And it starts, I think, from, um, like most things, from the top down mm -hmm. and having that culture of, hey, it's it's okay to be hurting. It's okay to break down. It's okay to ask for help, you know, and continuing mm -hmm. to build that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's super yeah. important. It's super important. So as y'all are on the pastor search team, um, aside from just praying that God brings that perfect guy that we know he has out there. Um, what is your other maybe biggest thing you're asking of God to do through this process? Uh, one thing I, do, I, I realized is that once they, they called us, the, all the team members, they called us and I go, okay, we're being separated from all the other people in the congregation. And if we think the enemy does not know this, mm. I go, we're foolish. I mean, no, we understand. I understand that um, the attacks will come. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one thing is to keep us so unified and so protected under the, you know, umbrella of the Lord. This team mm -hmm. here to keep focused and, and, and uh, the discernment we need to find that right pastor, you know, for the right fit. And also for the congregation too, because this this affects everybody here Absolutely. and here at the church. So for we need, we know the attacks are going to come not only within this small team, but also the team. You know, mm -hmm. the whole church itself, yeah. the body. I love that. That's such a good thing for us to be reminded of is praying that just protective covering um, over our church body, but specifically for y'all yeah. individually yeah. and as a team and all of that. Yeah. To yeah, y'all have been set apart for such a time as this, for this thing. And we need to be real purposeful yeah. in praying that protective covering over y'all. Yeah. Um, 
talk a little bit about um, just your, because we're in this season at Sagemont of 57 days of prayer. Focusing on prayer, um, something we really, um, something we all do, should be doing, but really being purposeful to give opportunity to do that and just talking about it more. And so um, tell me a little bit about just your personal prayer life. Sure. Um, it's like my walk. So my walk, my walk with the Lord is, it's grown. It's, it's, mm. And I realized that it, um, it's different now. The first thing I do in the morning, and that's my prayer time. And it's not a, like a get up and go. Um, like coming to church, uh, I'll sit down and I'll get my iPad and I'll find a song. Mm. And I got a little closet, like the war room that the, yes. room, the lady did a yes. closet. Uh-huh. Same thing. Okay, cool. So I got, I got a small closet and I got a whiteboard. I got a bunch of names on there. Wow. And um, so I'll, I'll pick a song. It's either hymn or praise song, something like that. And then I do the Psalms because it's the Psalms or the, the prayer book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I do a Psalm every day. I read a Psalm before I go into the prayer. So I go into my prayer room, my prayer closet. I sing. I, I'm not looking for the choir. I cannot sing, but I <laughs> sing to the Lord. He says, make a joyful noise. A joyful noise. And it is a noise, <laughs> but I do sing to him. And then I, I'll read this Psalm. And sometimes, like the lengthy ones, I'll chop it up in days or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I read that psalm to prepare my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I ask the Holy Spirit, and I ask, okay, Lord, the Holy Spirit to come and prepare myself to confess myself to the Lord to, so he can hear my prayers. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to be to come between me and, and God in my prayers. Yeah. So then that's when I start my prayers. And then for depending on the day, I have different prayers for different folks and family, friends. Um, from the times I've been on the mission trips, from the yeah. times I've been on the road with the hellfighters to the times I've been in the, I go do prison ministries for all those times yeah. I've been and talking to the men in there and having, I write names down. I got a, a notebook about like this big, a mm. small notebook since 2012. And wow. I got names and I pray over those and, and I pray them. And um, once that's done, I complete my prayer with the prayer of Jabez. Mm. And that's in First Chronicles mm-hmm. 410. And, um, and then also I put on the, for the full armor of God. It goes because awesome. I know, I know the attacks. They, yeah. they don't, it, it's not whether tomorrow or today. It's from the time I get up yeah. to the time I get, go to sit. So I just ask the Lord to protect me from those attacks. Because when they do come, you know, I just ask, I start praying right quick, you know, pray without ceasing. And yeah. sometimes I need a quick prayer just to, you know, keep me focused on the Lord. And, mm-hmm. um, but that's my prayer life. That's in the morning. And I, I live outside of Alvin and sometimes it's, it's, I go outside and, 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 uh, and then at night when it's really peaceful mm-hmm. and I just look and you know, the, the Bible says, you know, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and oh my gosh, how it does. And I just look and I just, and I just, you know, pray and I just thank the Lord for the day. And um, I just let his glory talk to me, you know, yeah, sometimes just to listen. That's hard. It's not easy to sit still in this. Now, yes. I'm learning that one still. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's a very, my prayer life is my important part of my growing with, with the Lord, with Jesus Christ, because mm-hmm. that's the relationship process. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that it's that you have it 
set and you're very and it's not just that you're doing it you're being purposeful you're taking it very seriously you're yeah. giving it the um the importance that god calls us to yeah. i love that and and i'm sure you do but i love the thought of you getting to share that with sixth and seventh grade boys at a young age for them mm-hmm. to see hey listen this is a this is a way you can do this this is important make yeah. this part of your day yeah you know what we do well this, especially the sixth grade boys, and I tell them, okay, you're not in, and I call it baby church. I go, you're not in baby church anymore, okay? You're going to, you know, and pretty soon you're going to be up there with the big guys, you know, the, the 12th yeah. graders. But now, okay, and uh, this is, learn, learn this. And then prayer is not something, okay, I can pray. No, it's a learning process. Yes. To learn how to pray, to learn, you're talking to the creator, you're talking to God, mm-hmm. and learn how to speak with him and have that relationship with him. Yeah. So we're trying to establish all we want to do is establish a foundation yeah. so they can grow onto that foundation because uh, let other men teach them. Absolutely. You know, so as they go along the way, along it's the, the sanctification process it that is. we're all in and it is a learning process yeah. with no end. And so I love that y'all are encouraging, yeah. getting to encourage those guys in that. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I adore that. Um, thank you so much sure. for coming to hang out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it no was problem. fun to get to chat. Um, y'all, if you see Raul walking around church, Go up, introduce yourself, tell him thank you. Um, Stop and pray for him right then and there. And just uh, that amazing covering that God provides uh, to his people when we ask. And we just are praying that for you and for that whole team. And um, uh, y'all take time to get to know Roel. And like I said, continue to be praying for them. So thanks so much for taking time to come hang out. It was really fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. Y'all, thank you for hanging out at Tabletop. We will see you next time.